Hi everybody, welcome to Aria's Joy, a podcast about a mental health therapist's journey through grief, sadness, depression, and the need and desire to continue to provide care for others. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been such a long journey to get to the point of telling this particular story. I hope that my journey is not just familiar to some, but empowering and enlightening and enriching to any and everyone who ever will hear it. So let's just get right into it. So why Aria's joy? Aria was my beautiful daughter, born last year, March 27, 2020, in the height of the pandemic. And at the time, they were so very confused about what was going on, who could contract the disease, what the ramifications were for those of different ages, and what to be done to treat them. So I had my baby girl March 27th, and I went about the following doctor visits for immunizations and checkups and things of that nature. And for the first several weeks, I questioned a pediatrician about her breathing and Um, the struggle to sometimes catch her breath and I was reassured that I'm just a first-time mother my daughter is fine she's just adjusting to breathing outside of the womb needless to say um, that was not true Um, June the 1st uh, was a really odd day for my little girl even though she was 67 days old she was not very clingy she was able to hold her head up and roll over much to my dismay because I just didn't know when children became so advanced so early so that particular day she was very very clingy she was warm but she wasn't registering a fever so I just loved her on on her a little bit more I gave her a little extra attention And finally, about 10 o'clock that night, she conked out and I decided I would start to try to do a little work while she was sleeping. And then my aunt's words came to mind, sleep while she's sleeping because she'll be awake very soon. So I did. I went off on a nap and subconsciously my body about an hour later realized that someone should be screaming at me for food or a change or something at this point. And I was woken from my sleep by something, I can't say what, to find my daughter non-responsive. And I began CPR, simultaneously calling 911. The efforts to save her were futile because she did pass away. In the days that came, her father, her stepbrother, no, I'm sorry, her half-brother, and I all contracted COVID. Her father had the most severe case. And we started to request that she be tested for COVID. No one would do so. I couldn't get any straight answers based on our autopsy, medical examiner's reports, any of those things. I couldn't get any straight answers. So in a, in the months and weeks that passed, her, her report from the medical examiner's office finally came back and it reported very carelessly that one of her little lungs outweighed the other. Although her autopsy indicated that all things were normal, there was the presence of a thick mucus and and extra weight in one lung that could only indicate some type of respiratory infection that had gone unchecked untreated still don't know that the straight of it but COVID is my best explanation at the time because in my city we were on mandatory lockdown at that time everyone was still very confused about everything and not much has changed we're not on mandatory lockdown but everyone is still very confused and and very scared and 
many, many other emotions. So I say all that to say I've been a mental health therapist for the almost 10 years here. And historically, I've loved my job. I love helping people solve problems, live better, cope with the things that are happening in their world without allowing them to consume them. And I have to say that I was relatively good at it, or so I thought. And then my world crumbled and my desire to help people and the drive to help people started to diminish. I felt like I was providing mediocre care and I was no service to anyone because I was just so broken. Well, needless to say, clients can't really tell, especially if you're really good at putting on the face that says, I'm okay, I'm present, and I'm capable. And that's what I did. That's what I had to do. And for a while, it was working. Then my relationship with Aria's father started to decline. It ended in domestic violence, legal disputes and orders of of that nature and it just became really really sad and really depressing so for six seven eight months I rarely left the house I didn't interact with anyone my eating was off my sleeping was off all the things that you expect from the depression associated with grief I read books, I journaled, I did all the things that I would tell any other client to do. I even signed up for therapy, as counterproductive as that sounds as a therapist. I did this because I really wanted to be well. I wanted to be better. I knew I'd never be healed, but I knew I could once again be made whole at some point on some level. I was so heavily medicated at one point that I couldn't tell one day from the next, and I was completely and totally comfortable with that. But on the other side of the fog, almost 18 months later, the residual effects of unprocessed, unexplained, or or un-everything grief, I've had breakthrough symptoms that have been life and mind-boggling, to say the least. My relationships have suffered, my family has suffered, my life has suffered, and the efforts that I'm putting forth now are to put the reality of the matter out and give it some perspective, hope that things can and will change and will get better. So as a mental health therapist, I've treated everyone from inpatient hospitals to prisons to homeless shelters to outpatient care to very chic, bourgeois, um, private care for patients suffering with mental illness and substance abuse or disorders. So I've seen a little bit of it all from the worried well to the severely, severely mentally ill. And up until this point, I found it rather effortless to keep those things separate in my heart and in my head, simply because every patient is a patient and their problems are relative. What I've found myself running into is some indifference towards the issues of others, simply because I find myself thinking, in comparison to waking up, finding your infant deceased, How does this problem rate against that? While I've become mindful of my comparisons and my biases and and things of that nature, I still feel them and I fight daily to combat them as I re-enter the workforce. 
Coming back into the workforce has caused me a great, great, great deal of anxiety simply because I want to be able to do the work well. But I know that there are still days when I wake up and I can't move. Or I wake up and I just don't want to move. I don't want to think. I don't breathe. I don't want to see. I don't want to do anything. And that is my fear when I know that there are people and things that are counting on me to survive, to help teach others how to survive. I've had a distinct crisis of faith, understanding, all of those things. I I wondered why a God that was so loving and so caring as I've been taught my whole life would rob me of the thing that brought me so much joy, made me understand what love and happiness and joy and peace really truly could feel like when all of your efforts are directed towards giving a life to a life that you've created. I still struggle with my issues with faith. I grew up in the church, the Southern Baptist Church at that, and while it's well intended it doesn't do a lot of teaching at times about how to maneuver life in the minefields when everything is exploding at once and how are you supposed to remain faithful and vigilant when you don't understand what's happening to you You don't understand what's happening in the world you don't know why it's happening you don't even know how to start to fight it everything becomes a fight and I find myself feeling like I'm fighting every single day for every simple win. Getting up, going to the gym, getting up, making my bed, getting up, showering, brushing my teeth, combing my hair. All of those start to feel like simple wins. And I feel that because every day feels like a fight. My journey is far from over and I am genuinely hoping and praying that Arya's joy will grow into a movement that allows not just women or um, parents or anyone to feel empowered or understood about the issues of grief and trauma. But my hope is that by having this forum of discussion, of open, honest, uncut, unedited honesty about the realities of mental illness and trauma and grief and faith that somehow some way it may change the trajectory or the 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 destination or the road to recovery for someone else and I pray and hope that you'll stay tuned for more as I have so much more to share That's all for this time. Thank you so much. See you soon. Bye.